This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball on News Talk 106 to 108. It is now time to talk football with John Giles here on Off the Ball. John, how are you doing this week? Uh, we'll, this time last week we were talking about Rafa Benitez taking the Liverpool uh, the Chelsea job yeah. I should say I think Chelsea fans would like him to go back to Liverpool he's had a tough old start there yeah it's not, it hasn't been easy for him uh, on. I mean he wasn't uh, popular obviously he wasn't popular with the Chelsea fans having done what he did at Liverpool and some of the statements he made a few years ago uh, and also Di Matteo was very 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 well respected and had a lot of affection, affection from the fans so uh, it wasn't an easy start for him has it been even rougher than you'd expected? Yes. Really? Yes. And I, I must say, I would have some sympathy for him, Owen. Mm. Because, um, you know, the man who made all the decisions uh, to sack Di Matteo to appoint uh, uh, Benitez is Abramovich. Mm. Now, he didn't get any stick at the weekend. Yeah. You know, Benitez didn't sack Di Matteo. He didn't sack, he didn't appoint himself as the manager of uh, Chelsea. So he's the front man. And he's taken all the stick for it. So in the meantime, Abramovich is sitting there watching the match, not getting any criticism whatsoever from the Chelsea fans. Yeah, so essentially the Chelsea fans, they maybe can't bring themselves to do that. They can't really criticise Abramovich, or they feel they can't do it, so Benitez takes all of it. Yeah, well, Abramovich is the one who's put the money in, and uh, he's made it his club, and he's made all the big decisions for the club. Now, uh, luckily, well, not luckily enough, I suppose there's a certain amount of good management. He has brought some trophies um, to Chelsea, there's no doubt about that. Um, but in the meantime, he's, he's done some things that uh, haven't made, a, haven't, haven't been very, very good for the club, like the treatment of Di Matteo, for example. So it's a complex situation for the Chelsea fans. They have a lot of affection for Di Matteo, who won them the, the Champions League and the FA Cup last year uh, with Abramovich's money. It has to be said. And then Abramovich doesn't behave, and, and Chelsea don't behave in a very good way. First of all, over the Clattenburg uh, uh, situation, and then the sacking of uh, Di Matteo. But it's put all Benitez has stepped into the limelight there, and has taken all the flack on. Is this an unusual situation, John, in that we've seen managers take abuse all the time, and Steve Keane maybe most obviously yeah. in recent seasons, but that doesn't always happen right from the start. With Rafa Benitez, it is very much from the very beginning, he's not being given a chance. I mean, the supporters are like that, Owen. You know, if there if there's been a manager who has been uh, a manager of another club that has been a close rivalry, which there was between Chelsea um, and Liverpool, and it must be said, Liverpool came out on top in a lot of the big matches when he was there. Um, they're, 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 they're not going to have a great deal of affection for him. <laughs> you know, it's like Mourinho going to Old Trafford when uh, when when he, when he was manager of Chelsea. Or George Graham, in fact. I mean, one of the big ones, George Graham, after years uh, going to Spurs, had, when he had been manager of close rivals Arsenal, they never took to George Graham, despite the fact he did win the League Cup with them. Mm. But fans are like that, you know. They like to have what they consider to be their own men, and they don't like anybody sort of tainted by being manager of another club. It's, it's just the way it is. From the player's point of view... I guess I would look at a manager and see them getting a lot of abuse from fans and maybe start doubting them. But in a case of this, the fact that it's happened from the start, would the players be aware that this shouldn't impact how we view the manager? It's just the fans venting this? No, I don't think it would affect the players. The only way it would affect the players if 
the crowd are obviously not behind them. You know, the players want the crowd behind them and they don't want anybody uh, interfering with that connection between them. And, well, in Benita's case, it, that has been the case. You know, the fans don't quite get behind the team. Mm. But the players themselves will judge the manager on what he does and how he does it. In other words, I've always found, in my experience anyway, on after two weeks of a new manager, yeah. you have a good idea of what he's like. That early? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And first impressions are, are hugely important. But after two weeks... And then players will take him... If he's, a, if he's the real McCoy and he's able to do his stuff, the players will know that. They're the only ones that know it. Because if you go to any club... Um, like we don't, we don't, say Brendan Rodgers for example we don't really know what Brendan Rodgers is like the players do and you can give an image all managers can give an image or, or present an image uh, of being very very good and very methodical and good tactically but it's only the players would really know yeah. and that, if he gets the players on his side Benitez then he will get results if he gets good results, then the crowd will come. They do come around. So you're saying it's not impossible. It's not a, an untenable no. position just because there's so much vitriol no. aimed at him. No, it's difficult because most managers going into a club have a honeymoon period, as they call it. Um, and it's like when, say, Martin O'Neill went to Sunderland. He had a honeymoon period. Most managers do. But if you come with, uh, you know, haven't been manager of Liverpool, there's no, there's no honeymoon period for uh, Benitez at all. So he's got to do his stuff almost from the start. And without the crowd behind you, it makes it more difficult, but not impossible. Does it look to you, and based on what you know of Benitez in the past, with Liverpool and other clubs, that he is thick-skinned enough to take what's being thrown at him? Yes. Really? Yes. I think, I think he, he, he proved to be thick-skinned uh, at Liverpool. I think he had a lot of problems there. On, I, he also, if you look back on his time at Liverpool, didn't seem to have any, um, say, more than enough respect for Gerard and uh, all the all the top players at Liverpool. Mm. You know, he didn't. I mean, I think uh, Gerard used to complain a little bit that he never really put his arm around him and told him how good he was. Carragher said something similar as well. I think, yeah, yeah. You know, they, and these were the top players. So he, he, I'd say, he's a man who doesn't go in and say, right, Gerard's my man. He's the top man. Or Carragher's my man. Or, or into Chelsea and say, well, Terry and Lampard, I have to get them on side. I think he goes his own way. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I have a lot of respect for him. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of respect for him. I mean, he did win the, the, the La Liga twice at Valencia, uh, which yeah. split, you know, uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona. And he won the, I think he won the UEFA Cup with, with them. And he did win trophies at Liverpool as well. Don't forget, Owen. I mean, I know he won the miracle uh, European, Europe, what was uh, the, the Champions League. Mm. For in his first season but he did win the FA Cup and he won the League Cup he won a few trophies at uh, Liverpool so he's a, he's a man with a good CV I mean he's had a bad time in Italy after leaving Liverpool and now he's getting the Chelsea job but he has done good jobs before now whether he's going to be allowed to do it or have the time to do it remains to be seen When it comes to that approach you talk about that he took at Liverpool of not being too matey with the players and not showing them uh, any more respect than he needed to. Is it a slightly yeah. different approach that you needed, Chelsea? We saw uh, Andre Villas-Boas go in there last season and try and change things up and maybe not respecting Terry and Lampard and these guys and he fell flat in his face. Well, it depends how he did it. You know, I, I, I don't think he did a good job at Chelsea. Um, it, it, it's, it's like getting, getting the, the, the players on your side is, is one part of the job. But the best way of getting the players on your side is actually know your stuff, know what you're doing, um, and not give them 
sometimes too much respect. You know? Even like guys like Terry and Lampard yeah, in their yeah. years and might expect it. Yeah, I think you can, I think you can, like, I, I, from what I find in management anyway, management is, is also man management, you know, apart from being the, the, the football knowledge and that. And I'd say there's a way to handle Lampard and Terry without paying them homage, you know? Yeah. Because what the other players then resent that. So you've got to be very careful what you do. But I think his attitude seems to be, and I've, I've known of managers like that before, where they say, okay, Terry's just another player to me. Lampard is just another player. And Benitez's case at uh, Liverpool, you know, well, Gerard, Carroll, okay, they're just, you know, I'll treat them okay, but I won't, uh, I won't, I won't uh, get down on the knees. I'm one of my knees to them. His start so far, two nil all draws. He dropped Juan Mata for the game last night. One of the more creative players for Chelsea. Would that lead you to believe even further that he's not going to be affected by what people think about him? Because so far, it seems as though he's almost playing up to the Chelsea fans' fears that he's going to be a defensive-minded manager. Well, I, I think he's going to be true to himself, Owen. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to do it the way... He, I think he has his mindset and what way he's going to do it. And that's the way he's... I have a lot of, I have a lot of time for him, a lot of admiration for him. Now, I don't think he's swayed by anybody. At Liverpool, he wasn't swayed by anybody. Um, I don't think he's going to be swayed at Chelsea. Even to leave Mata out uh, shows a bit of courage. People, some people might say it's a bit foolish, but that's what he believed, that the team would do better without Mata. That's his judgment, and he's backing his judgment. Now, a lot of people wouldn't agree with it, but that's, he's the only, he was the only one making the choice. But he didn't play it easy, did he? I mean, he could have played mad on all the popular players. If, if you say, well, I want to get the crowd on my side. He doesn't believe in that. What he believes in, this is the team I'm picking to win the, to win the matches. If I win the matches, I'll get the crowd back on my side. And I think it's probably the right way to go. Is the, all this dislike that he's inspiring, is it all based on, do you think, the Chelsea-Liverpool rivalry that existed at that time? Is any of it down to the perception of Benitez as a sort of a, Cold personality, maybe uh, might be a, a strong word. I don't know, but he doesn't seem doesn't come across necessarily as a, a fella who is going to brook too much so from from Terry and those kind of players. Is it mostly though just down to the issues that surrounded those Chelsea Liverpool games? You think? I think so. Huh? Yeah, it's not I a personality. It's, it's not a personality issue particularly. No, no. Actually, I quite like him when he's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's 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 less less nonsense from him than most of the managers. Um, and but I, I think it's the the legacy of these Liverpool his time at Liverpool, uh, and also I do think that the crowd had to have somebody to have a go at uh, over the Di Matteo uh, situation where he was very very badly treated and fairly treated, and they don't want to have a go at Abramovich and the next one online the man who's out there taking a, taking a, being introduced to the crowd and all that is Benitez who's taking the stick for it. So I don't think he would have been, even if Di Matteo had done okay and deserved to be sacked, mm. uh, I, I still think they wouldn't, he wouldn't have been a popular choice for the Chelsea fans anyway. Yeah, John, we're going to have to take a quick break. You mentioned uh, Brendan Rodgers there a little bit earlier on. We'll talk about him next. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. If you want to ask John anything about Rafa Benitez or anyone else for that matter, send your text in to 53106. We'll get to them a little bit later on in this hour. I want to ask you about Brendan Rodgers. John Spurs with an impressive victory over Liverpool, but Rodgers reckoned it was the referee's fault. I know you you never like this when, ref, when managers start going down this road. <laughs> well, he's joined the club. It didn't take him long, Owen. You know, two goals were, uh, you had two penalties turned down and one of the goals leading up to it was a dive uh, for Spurs. Now, you know, this is the man that manages Suarez. 
And uh, I've never heard him complain. Only the fans, Waters, who's an outrageous diver, as we know. So he's joined that club. Uh, now, I don't know about anybody else, but he's, he, he's beginning to irritate me. <laughs> I don't know if you're the only one, John. Why, why would you say that? Well, though? I'll tell you why. Every time I've heard him speak, the players have been fantastic. They've done brilliantly. Couldn't have asked for more from the players. And they keep getting beat. Or they're getting beaten a lot of the time. You know, from the start of the season, I watched the first match when the Liverpool when they played uh, at West Brom, and West Brom beat them well. Mm-hmm. And Liverpool weren't good, and they didn't play well. And I didn't think they ought, they, they put a, as much effort in, into it as they should. But after the match, they were fantastic. Uh, they, they couldn't have asked any more of the players. Uh, you know, all every match is the same. I couldn't nearly written a script last night for them. So you know, they can't be fantastic all the time. I mean, what happens when they play badly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But definitely, he started last night. He joined the club. Uh, two, you know, two, they had two penalties uh, the, leading up to the goals. And all. So it happened. It happened. It, it, all the managers are at it. His argument would be, John. I would say, I don't know. I don't know if it is his argument actually. Not about the referees, but about the way he talks up his players. Some yeah. people would say that that is just for public consumption. Yeah. And, and, and you have to back your players, but he might be different in private. Well, you have to back your players on, but you don't have to be going fantastic and great. We're not idiots, you know? I mean, the, 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 the way you back your players is, is, is on a one-to-one and in the dressing room uh, uh, situation. You certainly don't run them down and you don't speak badly about them. I, I, I definitely agree with that, that you have to protect your players. But they don't have to be fantastic uh, and brilliant in, and all, all the, the expletives that he comes out with. Uh, uh, Explain is that the right word? Uh, well, no, there's probably Not more quite. negative commentation to that one. But no, I know. The, yeah. Is the issue there, John, that there's a lack of sincerity, that if he's being insincere about that, that that could be an issue in the management, in his management generally? Yeah, but you can't be, you can't be praising, even publicly, uh, you can't be praising the players all the time unless they're playing exceptionally well and winning all the time. I mean, there are occasions you've got to say, well, I must be honest, I was a little bit disappointed with the players today. We didn't play as well as we could, and it was a disappointing result. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that type of comment, uh, rather than it was fantastic. And we were, and they were beaten again last night. I believe they played well in the second half. I didn't see the match. But loads of other matches. I mean, there were many points that are behind the leaders. Oh, I haven't got the table in front of me, but plenty. Long, long way behind, and they're not winning that many matches. On so, I mean, I, I, I say it irritates me. With that that's no big deal. It, it doesn't matter <laughs> to anybody else. But I, you know, you, you'd rather have. I'd, I'd love to say sometimes, oh, we didn't play well today. I'm a little bit disappointed with the lads today because we didn't play well. He's been in this. But yeah, every been... match I've heard, like when they've been beaten or not, on they play great and they were brilliant. And they couldn't have asked any more, and they were exceptional and all the all the all the various uh, praiseworthy things. You know, and he's been in this documentary as well as behind the scenes being Liverpool which yeah. was mainly made for an American audience but is being shown over here now and it's been shown in the UK uh, I, that would have, the plans for that would have been in place before he took over yeah, so maybe I, would, I wouldn't blame him for that all. you've no issues really there do you? no I think I think that was a deal that was done before he came into the club and he had to he had to do it is I it dangerous him. for him though overexposure like that is that a little bit oh, dangerous totally. yeah totally I mean you, you I think as a manager you avoid those things like the plague <laughs> Keep a, keep a million miles. There's no win in that situation. I think most people come across as they're just talking for the sake of it. And he wasn't five minutes in the club anyway, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing they keep talking about Liverpool uh, on as well, like since he's come here, we're, we're going to pass the ball. Mm. You know, we're, we're a passing team. We're going to keep possession of the ball and that. Well, you know, Liverpool have always passed the ball. Mm. 
They've always been a passing team, OK? There were times under Benitez for, for a period. But Liverpool are traditionally one of the best passing teams, clubs of all time over the years. So there shouldn't be anything new in, in passing the ball. Yeah. No, I hope I'm wrong about it. I mean, oh, he seems quite a nice lad, and I hope he does pick up on that. But, you know, just give us a break for a couple of months. If you're Luis Suarez at this stage, John, are you a bit concerned with where the club is going? Or do you remember how well they backed you in all your trouble and stay loyal to them? There must be a temptation there to start thinking, I can play for a more advanced side than this. In Suarez? Suarez, yeah. Well, I think he just signed a new contract, Owen. Mm. And, you know, everybody's different. Depends if he's happy there. You know, he might be in Liverpool. He might be well settled there. The family might be well settled there. Um, he's certainly be getting well paid. Um, and I think what happens in a situation like that, he, his agent would be looking around. If there's a better offer somewhere else, you come back to him with a better offer. Yeah. And then say, well, look, uh, we can go somewhere else. Uh, you want to get away. You want to tell the manager you're not happy. That's That's been the classic way of doing it if you look over recent times somebody's just a few players recently just signed four year contracts on yeah and um, after two months they want to get away yep John I wanted to ask you about Darren Bent at Aston Villa he's been excluded from the squad by their manager Paul Lambert he says it's not a personality issue mm. but he is a man who they played a, lot, played a lot of money for and he can score goals Would why else would a manager leave a player like that out do you think well I just saw on the paper this morning on part of the deal I think when they bought him well, say it was for 24 million. Right. I think they put 19 million down. And another, I, I might be wrong on this, but I, I saw, did see it in the paper. It, it would cost them another 5 million if he made 50 appearances. Right. And at the moment, he's, played, he's made 47. Yeah. So they're rationing those out maybe in case they sell him at Christmas time. Well, that's the, you know, if, they play, if he plays another three matches, they've got, they've got to give Sunderland 50, uh, 5 million. Yeah, so it's almost hedging their bets. Maybe if that is the case. The, well, it could. Like I, 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 I can't see any other reason. Like, I mean, he hasn't played for them hardly, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, like Lampard is not playing him at all. I mean, this fellow isn't a good goal scorer. He's a good player. Um, they paid a lot of money for him. You do think so, he's a good player as well as a goal scorer? He's, he does enough. Well, he, well, he's a good goal scorer. And that's that's enough. That's, that's enough. That's enough to be in a team. That's yeah. enough to be in the team with, the, with Villa, who are not uh, not pulling up any trees. Yeah, yeah. But it makes sense that if he's going to go in the transfer window uh, at, um, at, at at January, then you don't want to be paying him five uh, Sunderland five million at this particular stage. Yeah. All right, John. Now right. I don't know whether that's true or not, but yeah. that's. It's the only thing when you look at it that can make sense, you know? Yeah, John, the texts are coming into us. We'll just take a quick break before we get to those. Off the ball on News Talk 106 to 108. We will be talking about the retirement uh, a little bit later on of Porter Joyce from the Galway Senior Football Team. Specifically, we're going to look back at the 10 points that he scored in the 2001 All-Ireland Final. But lots of texts coming in for John Giles this evening on 53106. John, for the Everton goal last night, an Arsenal defender turned his back on his shot. Have you any comment on this epidemic of windy defending, as Fela Mintala describes it? Yeah, I didn't see that. Who, who turned his back I, on his shot? I'm not sure, John, myself, actually, but I, I suppose just in general, sometimes... Oh, an Everton team. defender, was it? An Arsenal defender. Oh, sorry, an Arsenal defender. Well, Arsenal haven't, haven't been defending uh, very well. I think the worst organised defensive team in the Premiership, Owen. Um, but that probably didn't have anything to do with organisation. That's just individual uh, sloppiness. You know, I think one thing you, you always, all managers want from the defenders, no matter who's having a shot, you're the one that's going to make the block. Don't leave it to somebody else. Uh, and what happens is, like, somebody goes out only half-heartedly, and he thinks, well, he's not going to score from there. And next thing, the ball ends up in the back of the net. Is it one so, of the? Yeah, is it one of the 
grubbier aspects of the job you have to do as a footballer. It's not even like a great sliding tackle. It's just jumping in the I way know, of the ball. No, you have to do it. You I mean, do and it. There's, there's lots of things. There's lots of things that you have to do in a football pitch. It's not particularly attractive, and that's one of them. But that's as important as scoring a goal. Yeah. You see what what I've always said when I when I well when I played in special managers management, that the, to to the, every individual like as an individual you're the one that's going to make the block, you're the one that can make the difference. In other words, if you block it, it's definitely not going to be a goal. If you don't block it, you get away with it ten times, but the eleventh time it'll hit your foot or just get your knee and reflect and be in the back of the net. Mm. So you cut that down as much as you possibly can. So everybody has an obligation to do it all. CJ asks, does it actually work better if a manager doesn't complain all the time and only reserves it for when he genuinely feels wronged? Well, I think so. They always I, genuinely feel wronged, though, don't they? Isn't that the point? Well, that's what's happening. I mean, I, I heard even David Moyes, who's usually pretty good, complaining about a penalty decision they should have had last night. And, of course, Wenger then was interviewed, and he said, Moyes thinks, what do you think? Do you? No, he said, I think the opposite. With a grin. You know, with a grin, like a half-joking. But if it was him, he'd be going mad on it. And it, it's just, I think it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a ploy all the time to influence the referees on. Ask John what he thinks of Joe Allen. Don't see what he contributes. He's too safe, says Scott and Carlo. We did speak about this player about a month ago, John. Yeah. And you, you were, the jury was still out as far as you were concerned. Any further developments on that? No, I haven't seen anything different on him. He is young. He has good technique on. But he's, he's like a lot of the young midfield players now that I see, apart from Wilshere, where it's, everything is safety first. Like when I started playing, there was a man at Old Trafford called Jimmy Murphy who was a terrific coach. And I was a midfield player, and he'd say, when you get the ball done, your first obligation is to play, to play the most telling pass. In other words, if somebody's going through, you're having a look to see if you can put somebody through. If you can't do that, then you do something else. Now, I think what's happening with the young players is maybe the stats have a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. uh, Owen, that, you know, keeping possession of the ball. The first object seems to be to play it safe. They don't look for the, like your first option should be the most uh, productive one, or possible productive one. Whereas the, the, what they're doing now is, well, get it, play it sideways, play it back to foot. So the, 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 their stats are very, very good in completed passes. But the first obligation should be to look, can I put somebody through? And that's not happening. And Alan is, 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 is typical of that. He epitomizes the young players today. I haven't seen him hear the telling pass yet, Owen. The Jimmy Murphy way of doing it, though, John, does that... Is there a danger in that, that it can lead to the Hollywood pass? Maybe this is of players of lesser quality. It can lead to players trying to do the fancy thing too often when sometimes the simple no, pass is one. Well, you never ask players to do something they can't do. Yeah. You know, like, I think young Alan can do it. But you, unless you look for it, on you're not going to be able to do it. Mm. You know, like, you don't say somebody, a fullback guy who's not a good kicker of the ball, to say, I want you to stick somebody through. It's just not going But midfield players, generally, that's your job. But you look for it. You know, you look for the most progressive. Every player is obliged to look for the most progressive ball, whether it be a full-back or centre-back or anything else. But what I see a lot of the game today is um, they're keeping possession for the sake of it and not going anywhere. Do you reckon that's manager instruction? Oh, it has to be an influence by the manager. See, I think a lot of them are influenced by Barcelona. But Barcelona, the difference between Barcelona is when they get the ball. They only pass it sideways and backwards when there's nothing else on. on. But they're always looking to see if the defenders have gone to sleep. Can you get it into Messi? Can he get turned on it? There's a big difference between a pass and sideways and backwards when you have to do it because you've got to keep possession of the ball. We're all the time looking for the most progressive ball. And I don't see that 
happening in especially the young midfield players today yeah John just on Jimmy Murphy just what I think of it and you mentioned his name how big a figure was he back then a lot of people might remember him as being the guy who kind of kept things ticking over after the Munich disaster when Matt Busby was struggling well he did that but his main job Jimmy Jimmy was probably the most influential man at Old Trafford at that particular time this was the Busby Babes time where all these young players were coming into the club, the outstanding schoolboys of Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales. And Jimmy was responsible for those guys. He actually didn't see much about Busby at all in the coaching. So Jimmy was responsible. If you hear Bobby Charlton talk about him, you know, he's the most influential person in his football life. So Jimmy would get the players ready. And when they were ready, he'd say to them, he's ready for the first team. Mm. But it was Jimmy's. Jimmy was in charge of the U team, which was a U team, and the reserves. So when I was a young lad, I didn't see much of Matt Busby at all. Jimmy was the influence. Tough kind of a character, hard to yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd have you crying. <laughs> really? Oh, he'd have you crying. Oh, Jimmy, there was no sentiment with Jimmy. as hard as nails. What did he say to you that had you crying? Can you remember? Oh, I missed the penalty in the reserves at Huddersfield in the last minute of the game, and I was disgusted with myself. And he came in and he gave me such a going over. Uh, on, uh, I was only, it was only 17, 18 at the time. Actually, which I was a bit ashamed of myself, started, finished up crying. Yeah. And, and that was around Christmas time. We played Huddersfield the next day. We used to do that at Christmas at that time. And I played well, scored a winner. And after the match, like this would be Jimmy, like he wouldn't come up and say sorry about yesterday. He said, uh, uh, tell your dad I'm very happy with you. <laughs> 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 but he wouldn't back down at all. He was, he was fierce. Yeah, well, were you tempted to pack it in at that stage it was Christmas time were you maybe thinking after the after the crying episode you might head home no 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 it wasn't that it was, it was, it was a very temporary thing I, what happened was I was discussing myself at missing the penalty I didn't need Jimmy to tell me right. uh, you know uh, like uh, like wait, wait, last minute and you missed a bloody penalty you, you know your concentration wasn't right you know it gave me a right going over in front of all the other players by the way you know the players. That's the way Jimmy was. There was no. It was hard as nails. Did the players give you a ribbing? Do you remember? No, no, no they're no. okay. <laughs> they would know because it could be there to next week or the next <laughs> day. You know, John. Another one here. Robin van Persie got a goal last night. Does this lay to waste the nonsense theory that players take time to settle into a new club? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if the players are out of the right quality, especially going into a good team, on uh, they can do it. They can do it straight away. Now there are players which it takes time. It does take time for some players to settle in. I wouldn't say it was, it was a nonsense. Uh, some players can do it better than others. But, uh, you know, Van Persie is 29. He's gone into a good team. And, you know, he's a goal scorer and obviously scoring goals for them. But it, it, yeah, it's just, all players are different and it does take some longer than others. Adam and Lim, just before Adam says, is that a mental, is that something to do with mental strength? Well, it can be, it can be anything. It could be, you know, the domestic situation. But I, I had two moves on. Uh, one from Manchester United to Leeds and one from West Brom and, and it, it took me a little while to settle in mm. I was, I was travelling I wasn't moved into a new house there's certain things can, can, can upset your whole rhythm you know yep, we're almost, it can happen yeah almost out of time but Adam and Limerick uh, text in to say I'm a Spurs fan I was just wondering what John makes of Villas-Boas this season the players were blamed for Chelsea's problems is he doing a bit better under a nicer crew of players at Spurs I'm not so sure mm. I, I, I mean he's only in the job a short time Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just not sure about him. You know, I think I'd, I'd, I'd reserve my judgment uh, on him. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I just, I, you know, I'm just not sure of him. I just rather wait and see. John, okay, we're going to leave it on that note. Thanks very much, brilliant stuff as ever. Thank you. Thanks, Owen. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.